0: What's up, everybody? Anthony Casenza here with the Orange and Black Insider Bangles podcast and CincyJungle.com. Hope you are all doing well on this Tuesday. We've got a lot to get to on the water cooler chat, this edition of it. Um, a lot of Bangles news to get to and a lot of other things to talk about within the AFC North and the rest of the NFL, some big news. Um, Hello everybody, good good to see a lot of you saying hello. Um, So we're gonna try and get through this pretty quickly here, but uh, some things to get to, we will talk about some things. Um, We'll touch on some others that, uh, and maybe we'll just kind of leave it at that, but uh, some, some stories, and I think some people have heard some things coming out, but so we've got some things to get to, I've got some things queued up and we're gonna get to all of that. Again, if you're new to this episode, we kind of go through the number of different headlines surrounding the Cincinnati Bengals, the rest of the AFC North, and the uh, the rest of the NFL, and some news dropped around the NFL that uh, – you know, may or may not be good for some of you fantasy owners. I see my buddy, the orange arrow in the, in the live chat there, go check out his fantasy show. I wonder what he's going to have to say about an injury to one of the prominent uh, draft picks in this year's class. So um, at any rate, good to see all of you in the live chats. Thank you for downloading out for the fact. Um, we, we had a little bit of a post game. I call it a post game loosely reaction show yesterday. Then we have um, we have this one today. We've got our big show tomorrow. And then, of course, we've got a special interview coming for you this week. And then uh, we've got the big listener questions live slash roundtable show with James Rapine and Jake Listgow on Friday. So uh, we were excited about that. And a lot of different uh, a lot of different things are bringing you this week. Let's. Get started, shall we? Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals had a game this last weekend, as we all know, and some d- interesting sights and sounds came of it. Let's let's kind of go to some immediate fallout. If you would so indulge me, this these are the recent acquisitions and different moves that the Bengals have made in the past few days. So here's one right here. Donnie Lewis defensive back has been waived. Uh, They may be putting him on the IR list. The Bengals are trying to figure out some different things with players as uh, they get injured. And as they're trying to whittle down the roster, towards the regular season. So Donnie Lewis um, has been waived a defensive back there. And then of course we've got, that is on cincyjungle.com by the way. And then of course there are a number of different moves and some of which are corresponding with other injury issues that are taking place around the the team in the NFL here, the Bengals Announced the signing of edge rusher Noah Spence, former high pick, a a high second round pick of Tampa Bay back in 2016, played with them uh, and with the Saints through 2019, did not play last year, has seven and a half sacks to his name over four seasons. So not a lot of huge numbers in terms of sacks. I believe 5.5 of them did come as, as a rookie. So there has been some flashes there. But um, they did sign Noah Spence, kind of a high-profile signing of sorts. So uh, the reason why they signed him, well, it appears that Joseph Osai is going to be missing some, a lot, or most of the 2021 season with a knee injury. So with that, again, Noah Spence comes into the fold. Um, they wa- The Bengals waived defensive tackle freedom, and Quarterback Eric Dungy, center Lamont Gaillard. Gaillard was claimed off of waivers, if you remember, from Arizona. Had played a small handful of games. Um, Kind of was an interesting guy, but just wasn't really making making a name for himself on the interior of the offensive line. Kind of a crowded couple of positions there. Tight end Cheyenne O'Grady, and then terminated the contract of veteran safety Kavon Frazier. So all of those moves were made uh, to whittle the roster down, as well as the, the Donnie Lewis waving. Uh, and then uh, Drew Chrisman has returned to practice or has been cleared to return to practice. So he is now coming back. Kevin Huber getting a lion's share of kicks. Um, seems to be still Kevin Huber's job to lose there. So it looks like it's going to be Kevin Huber, um, at least unless something different happens there. Um, so uh, those are those are some of the moves there um, with with the Cincinnati Bengals. And here, let's talk a little bit more about Joseph Osai, shall we? Joseph Osai, uh, and, and said, these are words from Zach Taylor on cincyjungle.com. Uh, he the talks, this was from a couple of days ago, Zach Taylor discusses the status of Joseph Osai and Cam Sample, okay, so this is an article on Cincy Jungle, and this is via Laurel Laurel Fowler within the Cincinnati media, Um, he did confirm that Joseph Osai injured his knee, and not just his wrist, but he's still waiting on more information, and will not confirm reports that he tore his meniscus and is out for the year, the initial Meniscus tearing report was by Tom Pelissero, I believe, um, and that is not good news for the Bengals, um, and then Cam Sample had an injury with a shoulder issue, but he appears to be more day-to-day and not something that will be... Um, You know, something that's going to hinder him a long time. But I mean, (laughs) if you want to be cynical about it, Joseph Osai was supposed to be a non not very serious wrist injury. And now all of a sudden we've got a meniscus issue. So um, there are a a couple of different things for uh, the Bengals to deal with in terms of edge rushing edge rushers i mean i guess the hope is that with spence with sample um maybe with Darius hodge coming coming on over the past couple of of game preseason games here they can put something together to be able to um get a pass rush of sorts and do what they need to do uh to, to continue a uh, you know th- this. This defensive line has played very well over the past couple of preseason games. They generated pass rush, done pretty well against the run, and uh, Osai was a part of that, and you. And obviously Hodge was a part of that. So. The hope is they can kind of create something there. You see the PFF score of Cam's sample from Friday night, a 70.8, pretty respectable there. So Sample's a the guy they're going to probably try and kick inside. They're going to play him outside. They're going to do a lot of different things with him and hope that things end up panning out there. So that's a little bit of where we are with um yeah, I see Big Jim Slade here saying Osai oh, playing late in the third quarter is a potential starting rotation. Makes no sense. Probably should have gone a little light there. I think the Bengals are just pretty excited in terms of what he was showing them and what uh, he was bringing them in in those games. So, you know, I mean, the hindsight always is what it is. But uh, at, at any rate, that's – so. those are some of the roster moves that the Bengals have made since – the preseason game against Washington on Friday and some other things um, going on, some other quotes. So it appears that Camp Sample's injury is not serious. Obviously, Joseph size is. Zach Taylor is not quite ready to say, you know, IR done for the year. There might be – there's some people saying, you know, meniscus type of issues. Could be six weeks, could be eight weeks. Just depends on who you ask, how serious the situation is, how well the surgery goes, how well the rehab goes, all that kind of stuff. Um, And so we need to play, wait and see. Maybe Osai is an IR designated to return candidate. We'll see what happens with him and the rest of the team there, but not a good piece of news in terms of injuries for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, one pleasant surprise, I guess you could say, is in the Cincinnati Bengals interior offensive line, the guards and the center play, namely the guard play, has been really, really strong um a couple of players deep here so um you know there's zach taylor emphasizes there is still quote competition going on at the guard positions so uh you know here you can see there's a quote relayed on cincy jungle via jeff hobson of bangles.com it's a competition it's going to continue to evolve each game each practice Head coach told, uh, Zach Taylor told Jeff Hobson, I don't even look at who's going out there with the starters necessarily. We eval- evaluate all their play inside. What's the benefit for us going forward? I thought there were some good things we did in the run game. It's not going to be easy against that front. That's why it's going to. That's why it's important to keep that drive going. We got some momentum and then got some runs. He's referring to Washington's defensive front when we say when he said that front, etc. We had some opportunities in that run game. We just didn't get enough of them. So there has been a little bit of inconsistency in the run game, but there have been some nice runs uh, by Jacquez Patrick and by Chris Evans, the rookie there. So there's some nice things there. And, um, you know, the, the starting group didn't let up a pressure or a sack last week. I think it was pretty much the same thing in the first first. Preseason game. And then you've got high, high PFF scores in pass blocking grades from guys like Mike Jordan, Deontay Smith. Um, Xavier Suafilo's right, hovering right below 80 as a pass blocker. So, if you joined us yesterday on the post game show, I, I mentioned some of those PFF scores there. So, you got to like um, a, a lot of things that that the offensive line is showing. I'm seeing some talk about Jonah Williams. Yes, Jonah Williams. If you again watched or listened to our show yesterday, I talked about him. He's he's hovering in an, in an 80 range in terms of pass blocking grade. So, he is playing pretty well also and uh that's um that's kind of nice to see there is still a competition not things are not quite settled at either guard guard spot it does look like quentin spain has a a good hold on that left guard spot and then we'll see what happens on the right guard spot so um that's that's kind of where we're at with things on uh the, the guard situation, namely the right guard situation. So um, that's that's those are some interesting quotes on Zach Taylor. And I think, you know, depending on how much playing time these guys get next year, that's going to say a lot in terms of what happens at the right guard spot. But it does look like Mike Jordan has turned a corner of sorts. Still limited snaps, but still looks pretty good. Deontay Smith is putting some nice film out there. Xavier Suafilo is doing some nice things as well. So there are options. Um, we just got to hope that those options – and whoever steps up is going to to play well in the regular season action when that comes about. Now, a lot of talk about Jamar Chase, and not all for the best of reasons. So let's talk a little bit about this one here. Uh, Jamar Chase had what most are crediting as three drops on Friday night against Washington, and here here were the follow up comments by. Zach Taylor, in terms of his performance in this game here. So, if you look here, and this is from Ben Baby of ESPN.com, um, we just got to go. Oh, let me load that up for you. Reload this up for you. Um, sorry about that. Gotta love live, gotta gotta love live broadcast here. We just gotta continue to work on it every single day. It's key that our receivers do a great job focusing, catching the football. He's going to get better every day and a lot of the other details that maybe go unnoticed. So we'll just keep looking for improvement there. Doesn't seem overly worried. That was Zach Taylor via Ben Baby of Espn.com, uh, good friend of our program and one that um, we, we enjoy his coverage there. So thanks to him for relaying that. But here's the deal with this. Chase's struggles were in camp. And then, you know, we've, we've seen some drops. Now, it's not a super regular thing, but there's some routine plays that we've seen in clips and other things where he has not made the catches that he has needed to make. And it's, you know, there's a, it's just kind of the occasional drop. And you go, hmm, okay, that seems like a ball that should be caught would be caught, whatever. And then he has the one catch in the preseason, the first preseason game, nice play on a screen pass. And then we go out here on Friday and there's three drops here. Now you can, you can place some of that blame on Brandon Allen, which is accurate. You can place, you know, you can do all kinds of different things, but I mean, there were a couple that were really egregious drops in this game on, on Friday. So, you know, that's, that was concerning. Now, I think a lot of us, myself included, we looking at how do you rebound? How do you come back from this? What's your response? Unfortunately, uh, Sunday, the Bengals had a day off on Saturday. Then they went back at work on Sunday. Unfortunately, Jamar Chase had problems with drops at Sunday's practice. And so this is from my my co-host, John Sheeran on Cincy Jungle, and there's all kinds of different – um, first target in 11, 11 on 11s for chase stone cold drop James Rapine, That was from uh Jay Morris and James Rapine, Joe Burrow looking for Jamar chase in the end zone. Instead Von Bell gets a second interception. Uh, so, and then of course during special teams period, uh, Jamar chase getting extra reps with the quarterbacks. Um, next period of 11 on 11 from Joe Daneman of Fox 19 Burrow goes right back to chase on his first throw short pattern pass caught. Um, it was there was a bobble, and then I think there was there was another one where he um, he had another drop on Sunday, and then Troy Walters, receivers coach, is working pretty closely there with Jamar Chase on contested catches. But there were issues on Sunday. Now Monday at practice, Monday at practice, uh, there are some we'll, we'll kind of talk about some of the sights and sounds there, and one of which is from Dan Horde. And this is a uh, this is this is Jackson Carmen um, working on doing getting in some extra work. Another rookie who's had some ups and downs in camp, so he is out there doing some extra work. That's from Dan Horde and his Twitter account there. Um, and then the let's go back here. Um, there were some. Here's one here on Jamar chase. Now it looks as if Jamar chase did turn a corner on at Monday's practice in terms of catching and doing all kinds of different things. And these are some observations. Um, Joe burrow looked great by via Dan whore. T Higgins caught a 55 yard touchdown and a leaping toe drag touchdown near the back pylon. Jamar chase showed off a vice vice grip hands on a contested touchdown burrow threaded tight window throws to Tyler Boyd and Mike Thomas, I believe the 55-yard touchdown to Higgins um, was about 40 yards through the air, if I'm not mistaken. So that was a nice deep ball to see there. And then, of course, a lot of different uh, plays being made by the wide receivers, a lot of different things being done by players. And Jamar Chase seemed to have a little bit of improvement. So you like to see that. I don't want to make this the Jamar Chase show today, but there's a lot of information and a lot of news starting from you know a couple of days ago with him now. There is uh, there are some interesting quotes we just mentioned. T. Higgins and this is from Charlie Goldsmith of the Cincinnati Enquirer, um, giving uh, this was as of yesterday, giving some he kind of talked to the media about giving some advice to Jamar Chase with these drops. Now, Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins explained his experiences with quote the drops. I, and apparently Higgins during his sophomore year said during fall camp, it was three days in a row where I was just dropping everything. And I had to sit down and talk to myself and say, this is not you just told myself to go out there and be you and just relax. I was doing too much. He also pointed out the potential game clinching catch. He didn't make against the Eagles. Uh, that play was a turning, uh, turning point in Higgins rookie season and a lesson to, in when to show your hands. So at any rate, It's obvious that T. Higgins is going to probably be talking with, if he hasn't already, with Jamar Chase about the drops issues. And and this is probably something that's going to remedy itself. I'm not going to go into detail on something that kind of popped up on Twitter and other places about Jamar Chase and a, uh, I guess, a female acquaintance that put some things up that were not very, very scary and less than flattering about Jamar Chase. I guess they have since been deleted. I haven't really been following it that closely because I'm kind of waiting to see what happens. There are some pretty ugly, uh, I don't know, accusations or whatnot made in some of these social media posts that have since been deleted. So that's really all I'm going to say about that until more information comes out about that and something more substantial comes out about that. Um, We don't know if this is playing into some of these recent struggles we're seeing from Jamar Chase. Uh, You know, some of these Potential off-field things going on. I don't know, but uh, at at some point, um, this is either going to go away or it's going to rear its ugly head, and and something's going to be be come of it. And uh, you know, I I don't want to. I don't really want to speculate on any of that stuff. If you go on Twitter, you can find some of the rumblings there. Whether or not it's substantiated or not, it is not. um, It's not really known at this point. So. Uh, that, that's really, that's really all I can say about it at this point is that there are, uh, just some kind of ugly things being thrown out as accusations of Jamar Chase by an acquaintance of his on social media that have since been deleted. And, um, we'll have to just kind of see what, see what plays out about that. And, um. That's that's kind of all we can say about it at this point. But uh, a lot of Jamar Chase news, um, unfortunately, not a lot of it is on the good side of things. It was nice to, to hear and see that he had a good practice on Monday. But um, there's a lot, uh, seems to be a big hill to climb for Chase in terms of consistency. And, and if there's any truth to these pretty ugly um, off-field off Things that are that are being said there, so we'll see we'll see what happens. But that's about as far into that as I would like to get at this point. Uh, here, I wanted to share this one as well. This is from my co-host John Sharon. He is the whiz at doing the roster projections, um, and this is preseason week three. I don't want to go through all of it, but you see there are two quarterbacks. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the first two positions, quarterbacks. And running backs, because those seem to be somewhat predictable there. But I do uh, want to encourage you all to go and um, go and check that out. I'm going to put the link in the chat for all of you and hopefully you can go check that out and see Um, and usually these are pretty spot on there are a couple of variations there they're pretty spot on though and um, so go check that one out on cincyjungle.com by my co-host john sheeran another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Before we get to AFC North stuff and the rest of the NFL, I want to share with all of you the partnership we have with Symbol. And some of you may have taken advantage of this. This is Symbol, uh, which is the stock market for sports. And in case you have not heard, in case you have not listened to our show uh, as of recently, um, Symbol is the stock market for sports. You can go into their app, which you can find at S-I-M-B-U-L-L dot A-P-P. Um, and you can download it on on your app store, on your favorite, uh, on whatever your device you're using there, but you can go there Get the device and invest in teams that you are either passionate about or you think you can make some money on. So it's possible that you could make money on teams that you are passionate about. And it's not just based on the NFL and the Cincinnati Bengals. You can do college football, you can do baseball, all different sports are available. And this is a long term play. So fantasy football is maybe a season long. If you're betting, you know, in survival pools or whatever, um, that is a, a, you know, a, uh, a week to week type of thing. This is a little bit more of a long play and things you can do for a long period of time, an extended period of time. And you can buy and sell, uh, your teams, your shares and teams like their stocks. So if you play the stock market, if you play fantasy football, if you do anything like that, you got to check out symbol S I M B U L L dot APP backslash OBI. And you do get a little bit of a credit by using our promo code OBI. Go check it out. And, uh, tell them we sent you by using that promo code. It's it's a really cool product that they have there. We're p- happy to continue partnering with them. So go check it out. I know a number of our listeners have, and uh, it, especially with the regular season coming down the pike, you're going to want to um, check that out. Good stuff from Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L dot A-P-P backslash O-B-I, and you can get in there and do your thing. Let's transition to the AFC North. What do you think? Uh, So here is on the uh, BaltimoreRavens.com. And you can see here, Lamar Jackson is confident in his chemistry with wide receivers. There are a number of wide receivers that have been in and out of camp uh, in terms of injuries and all kinds of different things. Um, You know, Sammy Watkins is now in there. Marquise Brown. uh, You've got all kinds. Rashad Bateman is now added to the... So there's some talent there. The Ravens, you know, other than Steve Smith, They've kind of had either stopgap guys or guys that were high picks, mid-round, late round, that never really got to be the stud stud guys. Steve Smith was a stud for him, but he was a guy that was at the end of his career and they got him late. Um, you know, you've got Hollywood Brown, he's had some nice moments. Uh, you know, they 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 struck out on Brashad Perriman and and other players that just did not really materialize for them. You can can go back, you know, Travis Taylor, you can go back a lot of different years. So Lamar Jackson, he has been reliant on some talented running backs, some talented tight ends in the passing game, a little more heavy at times than wide receivers, but he believes that it's not, uh, It's not an issue that some of these wide receivers have been in and out of the lineup. i worked with these guys before they went down. Jackson said, when they come back, we're going to be hitting right where we started off. We've got guys that came and are doing a tremendous job since those guys have been out. When they get back, we're going to go from there. They've been working hard and we've been working hard as well. So he's pretty confident that regardless of who's in there and when they're coming back, he and the wide receivers will be on the same page. And, um, you know, Uh, we'll we'll be doing things uh, that they need to do going forward. Here is, uh, this is on Baltimore Beatdown, our uh, counterpart in the SB Nation Network that covers the Baltimore Ravens. This is from Frank J. Platko, three free agents that the Ravens could target in the wake of LJ Fort's injury. I really kind of want to focus on the back part of that headline, and that is that L.J. Ford did tear an ACL and probably will be done for the year. L.J. Ford is a guy that has bounced around the AFC North quite a bit. I think he's had stints with Cleveland. He had a little stint with Cincinnati back in 2014, 2015. Um, you know, I, I think he was with the Steelers, so he's bounced around the AFC North quite a bit, a guy that the Ravens seem to like. Seem- he seemed to have found a nice home with Baltimore, but Um, in the last preseason game tore his ACL. So now the Ravens are looking at option there at linebacker and see, and we'll have to see what they do to fill that. But LJ Fort looks to be out for the year for the Baltimore Ravens going forward, kind of a a decent blow for their defense there. So um, that is not good news for them. I see my, my, my buddy here, the orange arrow Ravens have won 19 straight preseason games. I did not, know that Do not know that that is uh, a nice did you know let's keep going if you don't mind on dogs by nature the other SB Nation Cleveland Browns site a lot of talk that the Bengals may have trade bait in Austin Seibert I don't I don't really think that that's a viable possibility but Cybert uh, came from Cleveland and the Cleveland Browns are now in need of a kicker. Um, as of yesterday, the Browns are placing Cody Parkey on IR, their, their presumed starting kicker, a pretty good one. Um, So he is not going to uh, be playing for them anytime soon. Cody Parkey on IR. So the Browns are in need of a kicker. Perhaps with Seibert and McPherson both kicking well for the Bengals, perhaps Seibert is a guy that the Bengals could dangle out there for trade bait. But usually, especially if you're going to go with the rookie, um, you know, a veteran kicker is just not going to demand much there. um, and, And, you know, who knows how willing teams are to engage in a, in a trade talk within the division like that. But at any rate, the Browns are in need of a kicker. The Bengals surprisingly are in a pretty good spot in terms of kicking and uh, what those guys have shown so far, but um, not, not great there. Uh, James Hudson, a guy who was a favorite by a lot of local Cincinnati folks, uh, a mid round pick, a fourth round pick by Cleveland Browns because He was a favorite because he went to the University of Cincinnati, played pretty well um, as an offensive lineman there. He is getting advice from Joe Thomas and is working at playing both offensive tackle positions. The Browns have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL and Hudson is getting advice by one of the best that has ever played in Joe Thomas. So um, he is working at both offensive tackle positions. And this is by Anthony uh, Poisel on clevelandbrowns.com. Uh, and it kind of recounts a little bit that Joe Thomas was the one who called Hudson um, during the draft to let him know he was selected. So that was kind of kind of cool. But um, you see here, uh, Kevin Stefanski notes, he's had some good moments and some moments where he's a rookie. Uh, that's to be expected. Both Playing both sides is not easy, so we're pushing him. Um, so a guy that, uh, you know, and, and Brian Callahan's father, Bill, is his position coach over in Cleveland on the offensive line, and no coincidence that Bill, one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL, has constructed and coached up one of the best offensive lines in the league. So that is – uh, what's going on with James Hudson and the Cleveland Browns? Um, James Hawley asks, Anthony, do you think McPherson could be the Bengals' longtime kicker for years to come? Hey, let's save the questions for Friday. We've got, we've got James Rapine, Jake Liscow, John Sheeran and myself doing some, uh, some listener questions. Uh, all good, James. I'm just playing around, but. Uh, yeah, please, please do send us questions for Friday. Uh, I do think McPherson, as I mean, I know it's a very limited sample size, but as of now, he looks like a long-term answer at kicker and one that they should stick with for um, for a while. And uh, we we will see what they do there. I, I assume McPherson is going to be the guy. He's been hitting deep kicks. I hope the Bengals have something close to a Justin Tucker. Uh, in McPherson there. So I, I didn't have too much on the Steelers. I just found this to be an entertaining headline here. I know that they one one before we get to it is of course they trade made a trade for um Joe Schobert just a year after he signed with Jacksonville and then they tweaked his contract to make it very, very team friendly in terms of salary cap hits. Uh that Schobert was a guy, if you remember, going into 2020 that the Bengals were looking at and they were neck and neck with the Jags to get him Jags paid a little bit more and got him, uh, you know, less, less than a year later, he's, he's on the Steelers now. So uh, in, interesting, interesting stuff there. Um, the other piece of news, the steel just kind of a nice uh, headline here by Jeff Hartman over at behind the steel The Steelers could benefit from a more disciplined style of play heading into the regular season. Um, so, uh, you know, this is, Quite the, quite the proclamation here. Um, you can see here in their first three preseason games, uh, the Steelers have had 13 accepted penalties, and you know north of 100 yards of penalty yardage of the, on those 13 penalties. So they need to clean things up. Uh, I know it's preseason, but they definitely need to clean th- things up, and that is kind of the point of the article there and uh, I just find it entertaining because you know the Steelers sometimes get away with a lot of things that a lot of clubs don't in the penalty area Um, so we'll we'll see let's transition NFL news and this is has a little bit of Bengals ties to it talking about Geno Atkins and he visits is visiting the Seahawks Um, he had some ties with the Cowboys uh, and so he underwent shoulder surgery and is has been given medical clearance to play. I'm looking here; you can see Dallas's answer to CowboysSI.com on the idea of signing Atkins is quote a a no. So Dallas is not really interested there. He is visiting Seattle. Would be interesting to see a reunion of sorts with him and Carlos Dunlap up there. It appears that Seattle Seattle Buffalo. Um, Uh, who else am I missing here? A couple of other teams in the Bengals like to swap around players. It would seem to some degree. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, what, what the future holds for Geno Atkins there. And um, who knows, maybe he ends up playing with Carlos Dunlap again. We'll see. Not good news for some fantasy owners. Definitely not good news for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's a recent tweet from Adam Schefter. Tests today revealed the Jaguars rookie running back, Travis Etienne, suffered a midfoot sprain, a li- also known as a Liz Frank injury, and is now likely to end his season per a source. So, um, that's a big, big blow, especially with the rookie quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, who played with ATN over at Clemson and is now looking to, uh, you know, was looking to use him as a passing outlet, a guy to to work with James Robinson as a two-headed rushing attack, and now uh Jacksonville kind of takes a step backwards unfortunately and um that's that's probably going to be something that uh ends his season it would seem so not good news for Travis Etienne injured himself in the preseason game last night against the Saints and um that's uh that's that's not good news uh I, I, you know the Bengals won't be seeing him It was kind of adding a little bit of an a, a an additional element of excitement, Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon versus Travis Etienne, and in uh, that week four Thursday night matchup, but it, it appears Etienne will not be making that. I found this one. I don't really usually cite this site uh, on the water cooler chat or on any of our publications. It is from Barstool Sports. I just kind of find it a little bit funny how they worded it. Um, Everson Griffin, and because the Bengals were kind of in the market with some edge rushers and whatnot, Everson Griffin re-signs with the Vikings and immediately had to call, uh, had to apologize for calling Kirk Cousins uh, the A word, A-S-S, this past off season, um, and that was from a tweet. So, uh, you know, now here's the the deal. I'm just going to talk to Kirk and apologize to him and have a man-to-man conversation, and we're going to leave it at that. So that uh, I, that's going to take some smoothing over. You see Everson Griffin here. Here's uh, a snapshot of his tweet basically saying he is – ASS, uh, from a while ago, uh, talking about his style of play. So talk about foot and mouth and not burning bridges uh, in terms of former employers or whatnot. A lesson to be learned for sure for all of those um, uh, very, for all of those, you um, All all of you out there, I guess, Uh, maybe maybe don't burn the bridges or be so quick to burn bridges at certain times because you never know what the future holds. And that's just kind of a little funny anecdote a little bit for Everson Griffin and the Vikings. Hopefully they can smooth things over. Hopefully, maybe not hopefully for week one, but hopefully after week one, things can be smoothed over. The Panthers and Robbie Anderson agreed to a two-year $29.5 million extension. This is by Chase Goodbread on NFL.com. So Robbie Anderson, a guy who was with the Jets previously, Panthers got him and now are extending him to a pretty lofty contract. Uh, two years, 29500000 million. There've been some kind of quarterback I don't want to say issues. Bridgewater was adequate last year. Now you've got Sam Darnold, and um, you know, the Panthers are hoping that Robbie Anderson can can continue to be a productive player for them. Two years, $29.5 million for Robbie Anderson going forward with Carolina. Uh and then unfortunately, we've got a little bit of COVID news around the league. And really, you know, I, I don't wanna go too deep into it. But Cole Beasley, he's kind of made head headlines on some of his viewpoints on certain things. And he is now been sent home to quarantine for five days because of a close contact with a team trainer who uh, had a positive uh, test. Cole Beasley had a neg- negative test from Tuesday. uh, And so they're away for five. He's away for five days as is Gabriel Davis, a a rookie wide receiver from last year. uh, Second year wide receiver. Now, I guess I should more properly term it. So they are now under quarantine. Uh, at this point, and it's really kind of showing what uh, really uh, I'm pointing this out because th- these are kind of the new rules and what players have to do if they are or are not vaccinated and did just different rules in general with COVID-19 around the league. And then Cam N- Newton, just a, an odd nuance and a an not understanding of the new rules. He has to now be away from this facility for five days. My understanding of this story is that he was cleared to go to a doctor's appointment that was out of state Went to that and then um, was not aware that the clock resets in terms of needing to be away for five days if you leave the state type of thing. So um uh, you know it's a it's a little tricky, but teams are trying to navigate that. So now it's uh paving the way for an opportunity for rookie Mac Jones to come in on that last he's gonna Cam Newton's gonna miss that last preseason game. And that was a pretty tight competition for the starting quarterback job at this point. So at any rate, that's kind of some of the things going on and what teams are needing to navigate, players are need, needing to navigate with COVID-19. That's going to do it for us on the Water Cooler Chat. I'm Anthony Kazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Uh, we've got a lot more coming at you this week, a lot of stuff coming at you. As I mentioned, we've got a special interview coming later this week. We've got our big Wednesday show and our listener questions live slash roundtable episode with James Rapine and Jake Liskow of Locked on Bangles. So we're excited about that. We're excited to bring you all this stuff. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, everybody, for downloading after the fact. And uh, hopefully we got you caught up on all the different things going on with the Cincinnati Bengals, the AFC North and the NFL. Some of the biggest headlines around the league. Take it easy. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you soon.